Hi, Jenny. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm excellent. Are you so excited for the Christmas holiday coming soon? No. Why? 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 Well, because I still I still have a lot of stuff to do. That's true, but it's fun. It's fun stuff, right? Um. Yeah. You know what? I think once I just get through this stack of um, here, I'm going to show folks. If if you're our Patreon subscribers at the highest tier, you have video of this podcast. Once I get through this stack of mail, just from this weekend. Well, no, maybe this has been building up since towards the end of last week. Then I'll feel better. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was finals last week for two of my classes. And so I was grading papers and doing final grades. And, um, so I think once I feel clean in my office, I'll feel better. Um, but I did get a lot of wrapping done over the weekend. So yeah, I just, I just want to get on the other side of the stuff to do so that I can feel excited. That makes sense. I can support that. Well, um, well, I hope everybody in changing perspectives podcast nation is getting excited for the holidays whatever you end up celebrating we're recording this on day one of hanukkah i believe or was that yesterday uh that was yesterday so a day night two of hanukkah um so happy happy hanukkah everybody this is episode 106 no 107 we just released 106 um on december 8th so i hope everybody enjoyed the jealousy and envy uh episode uh today we are coming at you all with an with another relationship episode. Is that correct? Did you Jenny? say, did you say y'all y'all coming at you all? I said you all, not y'all. Oh, okay. All right. I can say y'all if you want me to. No, that's okay. Hmm. But that is correct. Yes. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about what we're talking about today on episode one Oh seven? Are you asking? Cause you don't really know what we're talking about. <laughs> I, I just pulled, I just, <laughs> I just pulled up an article all about it. Um, but I will, I'll let you, I'll let you introduce it. Um, okay. So I was, uh, was this a TikTok video? I think, I feel I like it was it, longer than that. Mm, it might've been, I don't know. I confuse Facebook reels and videos with TikTok. I was on some social media platform scrolling. Um, I think it was probably TikTok cause I feel like my TikTok is better curated. What are you doing right now? Lola is licking. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna shut my camera off for a second and do that. Go ahead. Do your thing. Okay. All right. Or, okay. Because I love when you're not looking at me, so I feel really uh, like I'm talking to the abyss here. I can hear um, you though. Okay. So it must have been TikTok because I feel like my TikTok is pretty well curated right now. It's pretty much only giving me baking recipes, um, like uh, dinner, quick and easy dinner recipes, uh, cute animals. And, um, then some, uh, political stuff that leans the way I lean and like relationship stuff. So I feel like this is what it was. Um, but it was a a clip of Michelle Obama and I did no research on this. I don't know what she was talking about or what show she was on, but she was talking about sort of getting into the work of a marriage. And Mm. I think it was like an eight minute clip. So we can put the link probably, um, in the show notes, but I sent it to, to you, Josh, because I felt like, this is a hundred percent spot on like yeah. Michelle Obama gets relationships. And I think everything that we always try to talk about when we do relationship episodes, she nailed it. Um, you know, sort of talking about how relationships change from the beginning. Uh, and then once you start having kids, it gets harder and messier and it's really easy uh, 
to not like each other anymore. And she said that, which you and I have talked about before. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you, sometimes you don't like your partner very much. Um, but she talked about like, that's the time to really kind of lean into the relationship and do the work. So I said, yeah. we should really talk about, we should expand this concept and talk about it on an episode because I feel like yeah. there are so many couples that struggle with this. And I was very, very on board. I thought a lot of what she's saying was, was just rang true and resonated with me. Um, I think she was doing the talk show circuit or interview circuit. Cause she just released a new memoir in November. Mm. It's called mm-hmm. The Light We Carry, Overcoming in, in Uncertain Times. Um, she offers lots of different topics that she discusses in that book. It's feeling seen, dealing with fear, making new friends. Um, there's a bunch of advice about relationships, um, both with your partner, with, uh, she says, with yourselves and with your children. So I think that's cool. I, I want to read that now. I know. I got to make a list of books to read. I know. I forget what reading books is like. So what part of what she was talking about do you want to dive in, into first? Oh, I don't know. Uh, well, I think probably talking about it in sort of chronological form, right? So thinking about a couple who is making that transition from just a couple, and I don't mean just in like a negative way, but just in that like they're not parenting children, Um, Mm -hmm. they just have to sort of balance two needs in the relationship, right? Like one partner, the other partner, there's no children. Maybe there's pets that are competing a little bit for attention, but essentially things are a little bit easier, right? When it's just two people living together. Um, and then when they switch into parenting, things get really hard. And as a therapist who works with a lot of women who are in a postpartum period, not necessarily postpartum depression, but I mean, like post delivery of their child, I see firsthand, not only have I lived it, but I see folks living it right now, that transition from like, we used to have all of this time, you know, for them to have their hobby and me to have my hobbies and us to do things together. And now I feel like maybe I'm doing the brunt of the work or they feel like they're doing the brunt of the work. And now we sort of are building resentment and we don't get any time together. And then we don't really want to spend time together because we're frustrated with each other. Um, And I think a lot of marriages fall apart. A lot of relationships fall apart Mm -hmm. in that period because it's so hard. So she talks about that. This is NPR article is great. Kind of summarizes um, the interview that she had with NPR and a little bit about the book. Um, and she talks, I think she talks about kind of what you were just talking about. And she, she writes, don't quit too soon on your relationship. Mm. Um, she talked about how she's fascinated by how little our culture talks to young adults about what it means to partner with someone. So as they seek out romantic relationships, young people should ask themselves a few critical questions, questions like, what are you trying to get out of this relationship with this other person? Have you thought it through? Um, you know, are you seeking a wedding? Do you want a relationship? Um, and those are two very different things she says. So, uh, I will, mm. um, drop the, um, article link in the chat here on, um, our recording software so you can put it where you need to put it. So people can reference this article. Oh, can you email it to me instead? Oh, I can do that. So what, yeah. what do you think about, that don't quit too soon in your relationship. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, and I think that there's a lot of people that probably do, and maybe they missed an opportunity to be with somebody that, that 
ultimately would have been a great match or a great fit for them? Um, I, I all yes, and I also think, or I guess I wonder, are there a number of couples who did quit and would have been able to make it if they had known how to try in a different way? So I don't want to oh, say if yeah. they had tried. Right. I don't want to say if they had tried harder or cared more because I don't necessarily think that's true. Um, but I do think our society and here I'm talking sort of like American culture doesn't really give couples, whether they're young couples or older couples, the tools to to sort of persevere, persevere and make it through those hard times. Yeah. So I do think that there are a couple I wonder, are there couples who would have still been together if they had been able to? Um, work through it rather than kind of leaning away from each other and just building more and more resentment and distance. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think a lot of the problem with relationship issues is maybe what the, like what pop culture and the culture generally, you know, says about, relationships or what you see in the media or, you know, uh, um, celebrity couples or celebrity relationships or, um, TV and movie couples. And people, I think maybe young folks maybe try to compare their experiences to what they see in like celebrity and TV and movies. And maybe that's not very healthy. Well, what do you think they are seeing? Like, where are we getting our examples? I think that we're getting, I mean, we could be getting examples from, you know, rom-coms or sitcoms or even, even like reality TV, right? Like reality TV is not real. <laughs> Most of it is scripted. And there's so many like romantic relationship slash coupling uh, reality TV shows that, I don't know. I mean, that's not, they they go on these shows looking for love and, I'd say the vast majority of these relationships are fake and scripted. Yeah. I was trying to, as you were saying that, I'm trying to think of like, what's a reality show that is based in reality. But if you look at like all the housewives shows, they're all like super rich, wealthy people who have financial access to a whole lot of supports. And even most of those relationships don't work. Um, And then I'm thinking of all the dating shows and certainly there are parents on some of those dating shows, but they're, they must have, financial and and sort of social means to allow them to go on the shows. And so like where, and then your rom-com piece, right. Which is all wrapped up in a nice, pretty bow by the end of it. And it's glamorized, right? Yes. So we are watching, I don't want to give anything away, but we are watching the white Lotus right now. Mm. Um, And we are in season two and I'm finding that one of the couples uh, and now that I'm saying that, do I also feel that way about one of the couples from season one? I might. I might feel like those two couples from season one and season two, they might do a good-ish job <clears throat> of exploring some of the kind of real concepts in a relationship. Like at one point. Yeah, I, in, I would agree. At, mm-hmm. at one point, one of the, I think the husband from the couple in season, from season one, or I won't, I won't give details. One of the husbands says at one point, um, Someone asks, like, how do you keep the spark alive? And this is a couple that had been together for decades. And he said, oh, the spark, spark's gone. That died a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's really accurate for a lot of mm-hmm. relationships. Um, 
And I don't think we talk about that enough. And and that's sort of what Michelle was talking about is that you do sort of lose that. Um, and sometimes you can get it back for a little bit, but it's, it's really unusual for a couple to have that sort of forever, that kind of like magical butterflies in your feelings spark. Um, and then one of the other couples, they're sort of talking about they're kind of a younger couple um, and they're talking about maybe having a family, but they're talking about how they just don't connect. Like they're, like one is really kind of striving for sort of emotional and physical connection, like in the morning, the other one doesn't and is ready sort of at night, but the other partner is exhausted and kind of checked out. Yeah. And so they're just not connecting on any level. And I feel like that is also a real accurate depiction of what happens in couples. So <clears throat> as we're talking about, like, where do people get their depictions from their models? I do think sometimes we are starting to see more realistic portrayals. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Those, those seemed kind of more authentic to me. Yeah. Authentic yeah. is a, a good word, more authentic, certainly not a hundred percent authentic, but so, you know, I think they give an opportunity for couples who maybe are watching together. Although I think a lot of couples don't do this, but an opportunity for them to sort of pause it and be like, what do you think of what just happened? Or what do you think of that conversation? Or what do you think we would do if we face that issue? Sort of like that. I do think there are opportunities yeah. for discussion about it. I don't know that folks really. I mean, you and I do that. Like dive I, in. We, you know, the, there was a, there was a scene where I said, oh, I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> like I looked, I would tell, I said to you, like what I would do in that mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe we're just, I mean, we do a podcast about relationships. So like, we're always kind of in tune to um, that. Maybe the, the podcast setting is, is helpful for us. Um, oh, a hundred percent it is. But right. I, like, cause it, right. We have like relatively face-to-face conversations about stuff like this. But I also think that there's lots of times where we don't like each other. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come back to that. Um, I want to, let's finish with oh, that. Okay. Cause I, she talked. Okay. So Michelle Obama talks about, I feel like I just can't say Michelle because she's like, she's former first lady. So I'd say the full name, Michelle Obama. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Um, she said in this article, she wants people, young people to understand that being in a relationship also means making compromises with your partner, which isn't always easy. And she says, that's what ends up. What are you doing? Oh, ripping paper. Nope, so sorry. I can hear it right over the recording. Okay. So sorry. <laughs> it's okay. This is why you don't like me. <laughs> I, I love you. Um, I'm just giving you some advice as your co-host to not rip paper over the recording. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. My, my apologies. Um, so that's when people give up on these relationships is they don't, they don't understand how much compromise is important and how to do it. Um, because periods of disagreement or conflict they result in these long periods of discomfort. People will tend to just sort of give up. And yeah. And I compromise. guess I would add not just young couples, but oh, for sure. couples, right? Like any couples, I do think that there's not necessarily always, um, I guess maybe the pendulum has swung, right? So decades ago, perhaps there was this notion that um, you stick it out no matter what, right? Like in, 
I think so many families as you've done like genealogy digging, like ancestry or 23andMe, and you've sort of uncovered family secrets and, and stories, um, women primarily were sort of forced to stay in marriages, even if there was abuse, if there was extreme toxicity, um, you, you got married to someone and you stayed. Similarly, you took a job at like 18 and that's where you worked until you mm-hmm, died, mm-hmm. right? Like you made a decision as a young person and you stuck it out until you died. Essentially. Right, right. Now, I do think our society, maybe the pendulum has swung maybe a little too far the other way um, in that like, don't stay in something if it's hard, right? Like just get out. You don't have to stay. Absolutely. Um, and I do find myself feeling that way often about like a workplace. Like if your workplace is really toxic and it's draining you and you're not able to take to make changes or the changes that need to be made are going to take too long and you can't find a way to sort of manage the toxicity and prevent it from seeping into your life. Uh, I'm all for getting another job. Not as that, not that it's easy, Right, Um, right. but I guess I don't apply that same notion to a relationship unless there's like abuse and extreme toxicity. Right. Um, But I, I think when a relationship gets hard, that's when you have to turn into each other and work through. That's an opportunity to turn into each other and work through it because that's where relationships bonds can strengthen and grow. But I don't know that our society sort of um, encourages that so much. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Why do you think people shy away from compromise or why do you think people look at compromise as like a negative thing in a relationship? Like, oh, I, I had to compromise on this thing. Well, I feel like, so this is probably, it'd be interesting to look at statistics, and I don't mm. know statistically in other countries, um, but I feel like that's a very much American ideal, right? Like, no one's going to tell me what to do. Like, I don't have to compromise. It's a free country, and I'm going to do what I want, and um, life is short, and I should be happy, right? That kind of notion right, right. of, like, avoid suffering. Um, and I just don't think that that's realistic. I don't know where that comes from. Well, I think maybe comes from a little bit of our, like, our country is still a baby, right? Like our country is still, I guess we're sort of toddlers. All in all, right. Right. When we compare ourselves developmentally to other countries, we're like a toddler, which makes sense. Um, in terms of some of the behaviors, uh, we see sort of on a larger scale. Um, but I think that mentality is life's too short. I live in a free country. Uh, if I don't want to be with, if it gets hard, I'm going to leave. If job gets hard, I'm going to leave. If my relationship yeah. gets hard, I'm going to leave. Um, if a friendship gets hard, I'm going to leave. That kind of stuff. I just think it's it's sort of a mentality. But then what happens is you might find yourself in a long pattern of doing that over the years. Yeah. And suddenly yeah. you don't have any kind of real meaningful relationships because you've left. Anytime you had an opportunity to sort of dig in and see if you could make it work. Right. Now, so Obama, Michelle Obama goes on to talk about being your authentic self. And I wonder if people have an issue with those two notions being in not in concert with each other, right? So if I'm going to be my authentic self, why do I have to compromise, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think we can be helpful to folks by exploring how you can both compromise in a relationship, but also be your authentic self. 
Right. So uh, let's, let's on the spot, come up with some tips for people, Jenny. <laughs> okay, great. Um, well, I, I do think it's important to be your authentic self. So I'm trying to think of like, what, what's a, a disagreement that we've had recently that is like strong enough for it to be interesting to talk about right now hmm. and kind of apply some concepts, but not big enough, like not too big that we're diving into private stuff here. That's too private. Um, oh, I have one. Oh, okay. Don't know how I feel about the fact that you were able to pull that out real fast, but <laughs> no, let's we're, see. Like we're pl planning this big vacation, right? We are. Indeed. Yeah. And it's this big international trip. Um, and I have my opinions. This was a good one. About how, how we should travel and you have your opinions about how we should travel and, and they're not really meshing. Um, so we're going to have to compromise. Like we literally, I literally yeah. used those words recently and be like, All right, I think we're going to have to compromise and come in the middle. We can, yeah. we can dive into this a little deeper. So for me, um, for those, I think we talked about this in maybe episode one, but um, we studied abroad together in college, Jenny and I did. And we went on and the Institute for Shipboard Education's semester at sea. Um, back then it was based out of the University of Pittsburgh. I don't remember where it is now. Um, but we lived on a ship for 100 days for a fall semester. We took classes on the ship and we explored the world. We went literally around the world and went to 10 different countries. Um, and it was life changing, quite honestly. Um, an amazing, amazing trip, um, an experience. And we did a lot of just getting in a cab and exploring and not really making too, too many plans. We did have plans and planned trips and educational trips and stuff, but there were a lot of non-planned things. Um, and I, and I like that. Um, I like just exploring, um, asking locals where to go, having conversations with a, a taxi driver or whatever. Um, so I'm looking at this upcoming trip that we're taking uh, later next year in the same way. We're visiting a few different countries, um, but you are more so you want to plan um, and do a bunch of research ahead of time. And that's kind of where we're at. So, yes, then you did a good job explaining that. I also, as you're talking, I'm thinking two things. One, our brains were not fully developed when we went on semester at sea. We were <laughs> okay, that's true. Little, little baby versions of L ourselves. Little, we were, little baby college students. We were. We were t I was 21 and you turned 21, on, right? On the ship. So yeah. on the ship. So for half of the, sh the, the experience, you were 20. I was 21 the entire time. I was a senior in college. You were a junior in college. Um, our frontal lobes were not fully formed. And so I don't know that we truly understood the risks, right? Like, let's talk about some of our experiences. Because we just randomly got in a cab, what happened to us one night in China? Oh, yeah. We, um, we were held up at gunpoint. Right. Um, and what happened to us Let's in India? Join us, join us on the rambling episodes for more of that, maybe. Uh, and what happened to us in India? We were detained. Even, even on a, like a school sponsored, yeah. fully formed tour, we were, det we were detained and, um, like blackmailed essentially, right? Uh, the school was. They had for to yeah. pay for money. They had to pay to release us. Obviously, we didn't get shot in China, but it was terrifying, right? Like, 
it was terrifying and it could have gone another way. Um, and so now though, when we're talking about traveling, we're traveling with our children. And so it's not just you and me, little baby college students who are like, oh, well, if I die here in this like place where the cab, because it was a cab that dropped us off at that place in China, yep, right? Yep. A cab. Um, well, if it's was the, the point, four of us now. Was the point of bringing this like, up to actually dive into it? Or I thought we were going to talk about. Well, okay. well no, I, I am talking about the difference here, right? So yeah, yeah. diving into it now. So the fallout of, of you and me, little baby college students, getting out of a cab that drops us erroneously, maybe perhaps on purpose at the wrong place. And then people come out with like, I don't know, machine guns. They were big guns. I don't know what kind of guns they were. They were, I think they were AKs. Yelling at, okay. Yelling at us in a foreign language. The, the negative outcome of that for little baby college, Jenny and Josh versus our family of four. I think is vastly different. Oh, for sure. And yeah, I, yeah. I would really, really, really like to be able to say I did everything I can to avoid that experience. And so I know that, yes, there was something really wonderful about like just being like, Hey, taxi man, take us to this place, right? Un navio bronco grande, right? Like in Brazil, we knew how to save the big white ship and that was going to get us back to our ship. Um, there's beauty in that, but there's also like this inherent danger that for my authentic self now as a mom is very different than it was 20 years ago. We, yeah. We, 22 years ago when I was not a mom. We for sure have to choose the less, the, the, the more risk averse uh, plan, right? I, I, yes, I like we're more, completely we are more, agree with you, which is why there are more risks now and we're are because of our brains and our age, we are more aware of. And I'm not, now too. again, I'm not suggesting we duplicate our travel uh, uh, style like we did in mm -hmm. two, 22 years ago. However, um, I think the whole point of this discussion, why it's fitting for this episode is that, you know, I think that we can compromise together as a couple, as both co-parents, but also husband and wife to figure out how we can have elements of that, you know, um, sort of free wheeling travel style and be safe and planned out. Right. I think we can do both. Right. But that, right. And but so this is what we've been, but the, this is this disagreement that you and I have been going through that, that I think that we're trying to, again, meet each other in the middle and have elements of both of our opinions, which is essentially compromise. Well, it is hard, right? Like, yes. I think some of our, I don't know that some of our conversations are heated, but I think they're emotional, right? Cause this is like our potentially kind of last opportunity to have a big family trip like this before like college and all that stuff happens for our children. Um, and it's also like the first, it's our first like European vacation with our children and even with us. Cause our, our semester at did not go to Europe because there was a bombing. Yeah. We have, we um, haven't been to Europe since our, high school. In England. Yeah. We went to London for like a school trip for like three nights or something. Um, so it's like, so there's also all this like pressure, like it's our first and it's me against you. Who's like, whatever, we can just get in a cab <laughs> yeah. and our boys who really don't have developed brains and are like, whatever, we can just get in a cab. No big deal. Mom, why are you being so crazy? It'll be fine. 
Um, even though we're going to Barcelona as one of the places, which is like the pickpocket capital of the world. Um, and you're all like, ah, it won't happen. It's fine. Um, so there is like real kind of emotion here. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be easy for a lot of people to be like, this is too hard. I'm not going like, or fine. You like, you do it your way. And when we all end up murdered, it's your fault. Um, or we're going to do it my way or we're not going at all. Right. I think it would be really easy for something that means a lot like this to completely bring it down. But I think kind of circling back to this conversation sort of over and over again has been helpful, yeah. right? Because each time we're sort of hearing a little bit more about each other's side yeah. and then we're able to kind of digest it, walk away, kind of let it percolate a little bit and see, okay, where am I willing to sort of move my needle a little bit to come closer to my partner yep. without really compromising the things that are really important. And that's the key, right? So, um, you know, how, how are you going to show up in the world as your authentic self is what Michelle Obama says uh, in her NPR interview. Um, for me, showing up in this discussion with you as my authentic self is bringing those opinions and feelings to, to the forefront, right? Because that, that is part of my authentic self. That's what, you know, that experience and the way we traveled when we studied abroad on, on that experience is part of what made me me, quite honestly. Um, and so compromise doesn't mean ignoring your authentic self or being someone you're not. I think compromise in a relationship means just the opposite, like bringing your authentic self to the relationship and seeing how you can work together with your partner. Right. Yes, absolutely. And I will just say caveat. Um, one of our children is um, about to pull down the street in a moment. And so uh, dogs will probably begin barking. Oh, nice. We need to sort of pause this i can perhaps he can i can cut perhaps it he can make it into the house without dogs knowing but just so just so you know so we're aware to kind of if there's a cut that's because that's we can either it. cut it out or leave it in because people know that we have kids and dogs so whatever oh, well you could you could perhaps mute your end that might be okay i could um okay so i believe he is uh dropping off a friend right okay. now um wh what was i gonna say uh so you bring your authentic self because here's the sort of flip side, right? We started talking off about parenting small kids and how difficult it is when you make that transition into parenthood. Hopefully if you live long enough, you also as a partner get to transition to the other end, which is when your kids are no longer living with you and you're empty nesters yeah. and you're no longer worrying about raids on a science project or who's driving who to a basketball practice or, you know, who's going to babysit the kids if you go out for a date night or who's getting up in the middle of the night. None of that, right? Like suddenly they're gone. And so what's left? The two of you. Mm -hmm. And if you do not know who you are or you've been putting on a front and pretending, then it's going to fall apart then. So a lot of relationships sort of fall apart in the beginning of like the, like once you sort of get through the really dark days of parenting, like early childhood, and you're on the other side of it and you can kind of breathe and you look up and you're like, I hate this person now. Like we did not do any of the work. There's no sort of building a, a bridge back together. It's over, it's done. Or it happens when the kids move out, yeah. like that we see it a lot, right? That then suddenly a few years or maybe right after kids graduate from high school or college, then the couple splits. And often it's because one or both of them have not been able to be their authentic self. And then they realize, huh, I can't do this. Like I'm not fulfilled. I'm not happy. And so it is really important along the way that you do continue to be honest about who you really are. Mm -hmm. 
uh, because there, you can't really fake a relate. You can't fake it. You can fake it through the hard stuff, right? But then when it's just the two of you left, it, you, you maybe I guess you could face fake it, but then you're miserable. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, if if you have been if you have been not bringing your authentic self to the relationship during those times, and when you do have that phase where it is just the two of you, like what, what are you going to do? Like you're just going to continue to be someone you're not and it's going to breed resentment and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. No, I always tell folks like you want to be able to get to that plate. Well, you want to be able to get to that place, right? Mm -hmm. We all want to be lucky enough to make it to that place, but you also want to be able to like yourself and like your partner um, still at that point. And so that means making sure that your identity is not just solely being a parent and, and being a fill in the, if you're working outside of the home, like for me being a social worker and being a parent, if that is my whole identity, then when I get to retirement age and I'm no longer being a social worker and I'm no longer actively parenting, what is my life going to look right. like? I promise you it won't be fulfilled. So it's really important to not put any of your real self on the back burner. It's really important mm-hmm. to, to bring in those elements, even if maybe especially if it's a challenge in the relationship. And so I think this is a great opportunity for like staff meetings. Yeah. We haven't talked about staff meetings on a podcast in a while, but I talk about it with my clients that are sort of at that phase in their relationship, a staff meeting, right? Like essentially, especially, especially when you are raising small children, you're basically running a company. Yeah, You are, you know, paying bills. You're worried about the bottom line. You're focused on outcomes and essentially you're two people running a company. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know a single company that doesn't have at least sometimes some sort of staff meeting, whether it's an all staff meeting, like a family meeting, or like, you know, a senior management meeting. And it's like an emotionless time to come together and talk about the logistics of things. Yeah. Like if we were if we were doing staff meetings, which we don't really that much anymore because the kids are really kind of never around and we I mean, we do, but like, I I was just going to say like our staff meetings uh, lately are over the phone while I'm commuting Mm -hmm. to work Mm -hmm. and you've just, because I leave before, usually leave, if I do go in early, I leave before the school drop off. And so you just dropped off the youngest one at school and then you call me and we like check in (laughs) with with regards to the day and the plan for the week and that kind of stuff, which is good. Um, but our staff meetings are different now. They're different now that one of them drives. Because our, you know. our company is different, yeah. right? Like our company has grown, expanded. It's different. And so I think this topic that we're talking about, right? Like for us, this, this trip, um, and the disconnect we're having around it is a good topic to bring to a staff meeting. Cause then yeah. it's, it's, it's harder for yes. it to devolve into a fight. Cause we're, we'd be like, I want to hear your point of view. Here's my point of view. Where are we wanting to be in a week from now? Um, So I think during this stage of life, it is really important, maybe crucial, maybe a requirement for couples to have staff meeting components. Yeah, I agree. That makes sense. Yeah. Hey, before I, before we dive into what, uh, how, what Michelle Obama says about marriage and how it's never 50, 50, I just wanted to point out to people that Mm -hmm. I am drinking a little ale today during this episode recording um it's delicious it's a gingerbread ale from a local brewery if you want to know more you have to join 
You're doing a mid-reel plug I, for yourself? You have to. Well, first of all, uh, I do do beer reviews on my TikTok channel, Dizzy Bird Lounge on TikTok. You do do? I do do. Um, but if you, I'm going to talk about this at our next rambling episodes for December. And if you want those the access to the monthly rambling perspectives, extra podcast episodes, you have to join the Patreon group. That is Inside Perspective at $7 a month. Um, join us on that Patreon subscription and you get to have an extra episode only available to those members uh, monthly. And we're about to record that one where I'm going to talk even more about this delicious gingerbread ale. So little plug for Patreon. Okay. Back to what Michelle Obama says about marriage being never 50, 50. <laughs> so I think that that makes a lot of sense. She said, um, somebody was always giving way more. It's not 50, 50. Um, she had to make sacrifices, um, to put, to prioritize for Barack's career and aspirations to become president. Right. She said, um, that's how relationships are for those who choose to be in a partnership. There won't be a magical point when and everything feels even. Um, she said, it's more like, it's not like a scale. It's more like an abacus where beads with beads sliding back and forth. I think that that is, Probably the most, um, I would say the thing she said in the interview the most that resonates with me. I think that's 100% accurate. It's never 50-50. What do you think about that? I often say that it's not 50-50. It's 100-100. However, mm. what that 100% looks like can vary. So like what my 100% looks like today or can look like today um, is not as great as it was four months ago, maybe, yeah, right? Yeah. Like I've got that stack of stuff I've got to get through. I just did some recordings for the grief series. I um, have to like manage our finances. Um, I'm starving right now because I have not eaten. <laughs> um, but, and so me, show, I can show up fully and give you my 100%, but it's not going to be the same as it was when I was giving my 100% and I had more to give four months ago. Um but I think that that's something couples should strive for is to try to show up fully. Mm -hmm. um, but recognize that that's going to be a problem, right? Because if you're showing up fully and I'm showing up fully, but we're both kind of empty, it might not be enough for us to meet in the middle. Yeah. Um, and so then I think sometimes that does probably mean that one member is going to have to sort of like somehow find a way to find a way to power through and be that like bridge to connect the two of you. So I guess Michelle says that with a little more um, flexibility and a little more uh, beauty than I'm right, saying it right, right now. But it totally resonates. Um, so this is our oldest child is coming home right now. Our youngest child, I forgot, was going to have dinner after this little birthday thing. He okay. to. So um, he is not coming home, but our oldest. All is, right. so he, tend he tends to be the quieter. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. Uh, she talks about recognizing that this 50-50 split is not, you know, realistic, um, that the, the, it goes back and forth, that that's sliding. Um, yeah, for sure, 50-50 is not yeah. equal. And I think it's really easy for couples to fall into like a tit for tat. And I think she said yeah, that in yeah. the end. I think those were the, the words she used um, in the video recording, tit for tat. It is not. Um, well, and being okay with that, 
is allowing the relationship to be dynamic is what she says. And I think that's a really good mm. description. Right. Um, and there could be little things like you could be on a day to day basis. Someone's giving 65, the other one's giving 35. Right. The, but it could be a bigger thing. Like she was explaining where, you know, she had to take a step back for the prolific careers of a two term president. Right. Um, so that's a bigger, right, it's a bigger right. thing. Right. Um, like, you know, for instance, I, First of all, absolutely loved being in Colorado. Um, but I moved with you to Colorado when we first got married for, for your grad school, right? So, like, that's the reason mm -hmm. we moved to that different state was for your grad school. And that's mm -hmm. just, it's just an example of something that we've, we've done where it could be not quote unquote uneven. Um, but it's all about, I guess, allowing that split attention to allow the relationship to be dynamic. And I like what you said about not tit for tat. That's, I feel like that's a dangerous place to be if you're. Well, but I think it's, it is a place that a lot of couples do kind of go to, um, especially maybe, maybe millennials, maybe Gen Z. I don't know. You and I got, we did get into a heated discussion about, <laughs> <laughs> about generations the other night. So I don't want to, I don't want to go talk there. more about that on the rambling episodes as well. <laughs> maybe. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I do think there is this notion that, um, all right, I'm going to make some like sweeping generalizations okay, here. Go. Kind of maybe folks that came from a generation or an experience of like, everybody gets a trophy, right? And everybody gets the same amount of, um, accolades, regardless of how they show up. And every member of the group gets an A, even if one member of the group did all the work. Um, and so I think that can easily then translate into a relationship like, well, everybody has to do the same amount of chores and everybody has to be up with the baby the same amount of hours and everybody has to bring in the same amount of dollars and all of that. I think it is really common for couples to fall into that. Yeah. I think it's maybe just a place that they're comfortable mm -hmm. um, and they have to really work hard to not go there because it's, it's nothing is easy, right? Like you can't yeah. really assign, I don't know, to, if you're, there's a baby two hours from 12 to two as let's say a parent that's not breastfeeding, that's two hours. Maybe the baby's crying the whole time. But if you're the parent who is breastfeeding from like two to four, who's working harder there? Yeah. I think we could make arguments for both. I right? So there is no, I, there's no such thing. There's no way to do tit for tat. There is no right. way to find equivalence. Well, I think that, that a word? comparison and tit for tat is in like going toe to toe with things is never a good idea. I think it's more so about no one wins. Yeah, no one wins, uh, and definitely the relationship as an entity doesn't win for sure. Um, let's go ahead. Well, I'm thinking because I do think in metaphors a lot, and unfortunately, I do compare people to cars a lot. But I have like a, a metaphor sort of brewing about cars, right? Like, um, if I you listen, your commute to work is much longer than yeah. my my commute to work is like ten feet. I walk. <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm. If that you drive long miles, um, but then maybe I putter around town. I drove, I drive kids to and from school or soccer. Let's talk about maybe when we were younger, our kids were younger. Um, I'd be like the primary parent doing that kind of stuff. So maybe our cars have the same amount of miles on them. Um, but don't necessarily reflect the same amount of energy. I think that's a really, now that I'm saying it, it's kind of a weak metaphor. 
think, think, I think you got to rework. More. Bring that one back to the workshop there. Yeah, I gotta gotta work on that one a little bit more. There's some there's some to be determined metaphor there. For sure. About there's just no way for it to be equal. And if we if we circle back to talking about how not everyone can show up fully all the time, you have to factor in people's energy levels. So there's just no way to do that, right? Like I think it's about coming to each other and saying, like, look, I feel like okay, let's talk about this. I I um, love what matters just shared my post like just two minutes ago. Um, and it, it appears to be taking off the post I wrote last week. So last week I broke. Oh, um, that's a good one. I yeah, broke yeah. Down, right. So, and the post says today I broke shattered into a million tiny sharp pieces. Um, and, and part of that breakdown was lots of things, right. But part of the outcome of that was me saying to you, I feel like I am showing up more than you in some of these areas and then listing them off. And then, uh, and also with our two children, mm-hmm. um, and then workshopping, how can we better have better equity around that? Not tit for tat, but just recognizing that like, Hey, we've fallen into a place where I'm carrying some more of this stuff and I can't do that anymore. And I shouldn't do that anymore. And can you take some of that yeah. for me? Um, I think is a really, uh, important thing to, concept to explore um does that make sense yeah 100 i need to check out love what matters i'm excited they're going to share your thing yeah they 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 did oh there Hold there on. you are right there where I just, I oh, just right. it. hey stop it um all right we're sort of getting towards the end of our episode let's talk about the first thing that you brought up about how sometimes you don't like me <laughs> I think that's okay. a really interesting concept and I would like to talk about it in the setting of sometimes you don't like me, but you still love me and we're, we're still together. And okay. But can I, can I stop you for one minute sure. for a logistical question? Sure. Did you just sign into our Amazon account while you were talking or Alexa? No. Oh, all right. Someone did. We might be getting hacked live as we speak. Oh no, it was our son. I was okay. just going to say that he's home and probably using that lady. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So <laughs> yes, sorry about that. Okay. That, that was, that was important. Okay. So sometimes you don't like me. Talk about that. <sighs> okay. Well, I think that can go for everybody. I think that can go for friends. I think that can go for children, parents, family members, right? You can love someone and not like them mm-hmm. very much at the well, same time. This, is, this time, right? is what Michelle like you, said in her interview, right? <clears throat> well, I thought you wanted to hear what I had. To I'm say. just saying that's why we're bringing you back up. Go, go ahead. Okay. No, go ahead. I want to hear what Michelle probably said no, better I, than I did. I'm just saying, no, she didn't. I don't have the quote or anything. I'm just saying she brought this up in her interview. Go. Gotcha. It sounded like you were setting it up. Um, yeah, but I think that's a hard concept for people to be okay yes. with. I remember yes. one client once. Um, as an older individual and, and was talking about like guilt around feeling like they didn't, they were like, I don't like this person very much right now. But and I, without, I can say this without giving away anything, but they were their child, adult child. And I was like, that's okay. There's lots of times where we love someone and we don't love like them. And, and they said, really? (laughs) I thought I was a horrible mom. I thought I was a horrible person. I can, 
wow, you're right. I can still love someone and not like them very much. Um, I mean, it's two sort of competing emotions. And I think we do tend to prefer to live in a black and white world where things are right or wrong, open or closed, like or don't like, love or right, don't right. love. But so much of life is what I called in the what I call in the gray, some sort of mixture of that black and white. And so you can love someone and still want to choose them if we're talking about relationships and be with them forever and really not like them, really be like irritated that they are um, coaching from a negative perspective on a basketball court or um, they are uh, not showing great sides of themselves professionally or they are leaving their dirty clothes on the floor or something like that, right? It's often tied to sort of behaviors. Um, but why are you still, like, why are you still showing up in this relationship? Why are you still choosing this mm-hmm. relationship? I think becomes an important question. Is this still a person that you want to, on the whole, try to work with and live the rest of your life with? Is this a person who you believe you still want to, at the end of the day, be with? Right. And what is the, you know, what is the impact of whatever the uh, action or behavior it is that they're doing that you don't like? You know, is it something that's going to, does it mean that you don't like part of their personality? No, probably not. Is it something that is, this person is like sustaining this behavior and it's getting out of hand and it's affecting these other things like compromise, bringing your authentic self, like all these things Mm -hmm. that we're talking about that make a relationship stronger is what you don't like affecting those things. If it's not, then I think it's just something you don't like and it's okay to be honest and have that conversation. And what, one time a patient said to me, I cannot stand the way he eats popcorn at night. (laughs) It drives me crazy and makes me not want to be married to him anymore. And ultimately this person did not really want to throw their marriage away because of the way their partner was eating popcorn but that I think was a really true feeling and reflection like the, And ultimately what was underneath that is this person was not feeling kind of uh, was feeling pretty insecure, was not feeling attended to, was not feeling like they had open communication. Um, and so it became easy to sort of focus on the other stuff. Yeah. And so I think when we don't like our partner, we should, to your point, be asking ourselves kind of why and what impact does yeah. this have? And is it an opportunity for us to sit with our partner and talk about it? Um, or is this maybe like our reaction to other outside stressors, right? Yeah. Like uh, irritability um, is, a, is a sign of depression, also a, a sign of grief, a sign of stress and anxiety. So are we also just maybe sort of taking out our stress and our relationship and our partner is an easy person yeah. to not like because maybe it's a more secure relationship. I think either way, it kind of boils down to talk about it. We said this today when we were um, watching an episode of The White Lotus, and, and you and I say this, and our youngest, because he loves film, is that like 95% of all conflict in all movies and television shows could be avoided <laughs> yeah. if people were just honest, yeah. right? If people say didn't it. lie or weren't uncomfortable and were see. like, oh, I don't know if I should say, say that, right? Like yeah. 95% of conflict in films is about not lack of communication, and so that's really what relationships need is communication, not pretending that it's okay, not pretending that parenting young children is magical or pretending that you're madly in love and you like your partner all the time, but saying, Hey, it's really freaking hard right now. Let's talk about it. Um, And I think that's part of that. That's the work of it. That's what Michelle said in that clip is like, when you get to the work phase, you're in it, you're in the work of it and it's time to work. And that's what all of those opportunities 
are or all of those challenges are, they're opportunities to work at the relationship and make it better, make it stronger. Right. I, I couldn't agree more, Jenny. Well said. Very okay. good. So I think that brings us just about to the end of the episode, almost an hour. Some Time, time flies when we're having fun. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But listen, uh, real quick. We will, Jenny will share that article from NPR, um, from the, uh, marriage and relationship and parenting advice based on, uh, the interview Michelle Obama did regarding her new memoir entitled The Light We Carry Overcoming <coughs> in Uncertain Times. Um, real quick before we end things, just a reminder, join us on Patreon. You can select a subscription level. Uh, we have supporting supportive perspectives it's three dollars a month you get shout outs by name in at least one episode each month of your membership access to our members only online community where you can discuss podcast episodes and connect with other listeners we have the next level up which is five dollars a month extra perspectives access to a members only community like i said the shout outs and you get access to exclusive changing perspectives merchandise as well as early access to new episodes uh, not to mention our biggest, most popular option, our subscription level, the top level, inside perspectives, $7 a month. You get everything that we just talked about, plus video recordings of every episode. Uh, in addition, you get the rambling perspectives, which is an extra podcast episode exclusive only to inside perspectives members. Um, and it's monthly and we're about to record that next. And if you're interested to hear all about the beer that I'm drinking, uh, join us on the rambling perspectives. Okay. All right. The uh, shameless plugs are over. Do you have anything else to say about this episode? No, you're, you're really good at the shameless plugs. I, that's, <laughs> that continues to be yeah. your job. <laughs> I will say, listen, I, I think that a lot of what we talked about today, um, I think it is, could be a nice bridge to an episode about couples therapy. We haven't done that yet. Right. Uh, well, if we have, it's been a while, yeah. but I don't think so. I think that have. maybe that's the next relationship topic we do, Jenny, is couples therapy. So, cool. I'm down yes. for it. Yeah, let's do that. All right, all right, sounds well, do good. Do you have anything else for our listening audience today? I do not. All right, well, everybody, we hope you have a fantastic holiday, happy new year's, Kwanzaa, Christmas, Hanukkah, all the, all the above, and, all the and enjoy each other. Okay. Enjoy your families. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy everybody. All right. Say bye, Jenny. I sort of want to break that down or don't enjoy it all. It is okay to not enjoy it all. Yes. It is okay to not enjoy it all. Absolutely. Do you see how you just fell into that? Like that, like pressure to enjoy the season. It's okay if it stinks and you don't want to. And whatever floats your boat, you do you, you. do you, Mm -hmm. you we don't want to yuck anybody's yum. (sighs) We want every, everyone to do you. That's it. This is an opportunity to, uh, this is an instance where I don't. You do you. you. (laughs) All right. Say bye, Jenny. Bye, Jenny.